In this episode, we talked with Ryan Howard about Playwright. Playwright is an end-to-end -end automated testing framework for web apps with Python support and even a PyTest plugin. Welcome to Testing Code. Welcome to Testing Code. I am thrilled today to have Ryan Howard on the show, and we're going to talk about um, Playwright. So, Ryan, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Ryan. Uh, I live in the UK, and I am a software tester uh, and the founder of HowQA, which is a um, a software testing consultancy um, over here. You founded a consultancy. Yeah, so I work with uh, mostly kind of small companies and startups providing kind of um, ad hoc and short term sort of testing um, consultancy and support. Okay. And do you usually get involved um, uh, kind of after they think they're done or is it um, is it during development or when, when do you get involved? It's usually... Um, it's changing slightly historically. It's been, uh, towards the end of a project when they realize they, uh, might need someone to test it. Um, but there's definitely been a sh kind of shift recently to getting people on board earlier on and actually, uh, starting testing right at the start of the life cycle, or even testing, uh, you know, before you've even coded anything, whether that means, you know, looking at requirements, testing requirements or, um, you know, if you're taking a sort of TDD approach, um, um, how sort of QA and, and software testers can help develop those tests up front before you've even written anything. Yeah, or even just even just getting started and doing some like yeah, the, um, like some skeleton tests at first, and then have you jump in periodically as they have new features to to check out things like that. Seems like the right way to do it instead of okay, we're ready to ship. We need to test it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes a big difference. It makes the uh, testing side of things go a bit smoother um, if you've done the work up front. How did you get into this? Um, bizarrely, uh, I kind of just fell into it. Um, I was working in retail about 10 years ago. Um, no experience with software at all. Um, and I just happened to know someone who worked for a uh, software company um, who asked if I'd be interested in, in going to an interview zero idea that that software testing was a even a, a career um but yeah so i i joined as a as a, a junior um qa analyst um and i've been doing it for, for 10 years starting out was it uh, manual stuff or did you start automating right away uh it was mostly manual to begin with um i was probably maybe a year or two into my testing career and i still weren't quite had haven't worked out what testing really was, I don't think. But um, then I started picking up some some code and working up, uh, working with developers and um, and understanding how you can kind of add add test automation um, and and write tests uh, in code a bit later on. Okay. Do you do any manual testing anymore? Yeah, still. I mean, it's still. Um, I feel like it's still quite an important part of the role. There's kind of a again. There's been a shift. Between um, from 
sort of traditional manual testing, as I'll call it, where you used to spend a long time writing sort of step-by-step test scripts. Uh, you know, uh, enter username, enter password, click yeah. submit, check user is logged in, click on this button. You know, um, and that's still that's still quite useful. Um, but what's what tend what tends to happen now is is we do we use like a um, a process called exploratory testing a bit more. Yeah. And the idea is there that instead of having these sort of robust scripts that you you follow to test. You have, um, you know, an idea of an area of functionality you'd like to to explore uh, and, you know, some rough guidelines about the sort of things you'd like to find out. Uh, And then it's up to you to kind of go away and you usually time box these. So you maybe say, I want 30 minutes to explore the login functionality. And then instead of following these scripts, you can, you know, you can sort of go off piste a bit. So you can, you know, I wonder what happens if I enter a password which is incorrect or i you know keep pressing the submit button so you it's it's more about kind of exploring the application rather than just following a you know a script so um and that works really well that was my introduction to exploratory testing i was on a project where we didn't have any formal test people we just had the development team but we had like for instance we had um, a big lab with with lots of different uh, uh, lots of different instruments and um, people working on different ones, and we would say we want to get so many hours of exploratory QA, and you didn't have to know anything about the instrument. They would say it would be something like, "Well, we you know we changed the uh, I don't know we changed like this particular measurement, so you know exploring that would be great." Yeah. But then also looking at other stuff, and and it would just be playing around and see if it makes sense and just trying to use it carefully and seeing weird things of like, why is the, why is the trace going up and off the screen and stuff like that? It's, it's still, I think that's, that's a part that actually gets missed a lot. This exploratory, just playing with it. Um, uh, I think that's an important thing to keep even, even with the push to automation. Yeah, definitely. It's, it's really useful. Um, like you say, just to, just as much to test an application uh, as it is to kind of understand it and, and understand how it works and, and and what happens when you when you do things and and even like you say just picking up on things which aren't necessarily bugs they're just you know is this the right way of doing it actually it's a little bit annoying if I you know uh, you know it's worth the way it's working functionally it might work but actually you know and then you can provide a you know, a feedback at the end of your session to say, you know, these are the things I've I've found, um, and these are the things I want. I've realised I need to explore a bit more. Yeah. Um, so it's useful, and it works. It works really well in conjunction with with um, with automation, because you can automate if you can automate those those kind of regression tests and those structured. Um, tests that you know must work those user flows those journeys if you can automate all that stuff that gives you um, kind of a bit more free time to uh, focus on exploring new features and and understanding application that way so so it works really well together yeah plus i mean maybe some people enjoy it but the whole reading reading the uh the written script of what i'm supposed to do and typing things in that's boring especially if you got to do it like once a month or something like that yeah it's boring and it it takes a long time to um you know it's like maintaining code it's it's you know it might be written in in plain text but 
you've still got to maintain it. It's still got to match the code. So every time the code changes, you've then got to go back to those those tests and, and update the steps, which invariably no one does. So they become awfully out of date um, and then they're um, difficult to run. Sometimes they're like hints at the indication of things that you're supposed to kind of test. And the people running the test know what that means. But then you, you hand it off to somebody new because somebody's on vacation. And they're like, I don't know what this means. This doesn't make any <laughs> yeah. sense at all. Um, yeah. But anyway, well, we wanted to talk about Playwright. Um, and so uh, let's, what is Playwright and how did, you, what's your involvement with it? Okay. Uh, so Playwright is a Python package for um, end-to-end testing of uh, web user interfaces. Um, so it's it's basically a, a tool set for an API for um, automating mostly um, web browser interactions. So, um, you know, navigating to a page, entering text, um, you know, clicking buttons, that sort of thing. All the things you'd expect that, um, you know, a web page should, should be doing or an application should be doing, um, you're able to do using Playwright. And the idea is that that using Playwright, you can automate your, like we mentioned a minute ago, your kind of end-to-end journeys, your end-to-end flows of your application. Okay. Um, it's it's fairly fairly new. It only came out last year. Went to um, version one last year. Um, so it's kind of the the kind of new kid on the block, as it were. But um, it's growing in popularity, I think. People might be used to uh, Selenium. Is this a fit into a similar space as Selenium then? Yeah, ab- absolutely. So S- Selenium is very similar in the sense that it, it, it's a toolkit which provides you all the all the things you need to do to to um, automate browser interactions. So so Playwright you could consider a, a, a competitor or probably more more so an alternative to Selenium. Yeah. So um, okay. there might be might be situations where selenium is a better fit there might be um situations where playwright is a better fit the the really great thing in terms of python is that um we haven't really had many options you you kind of had to use selenium yeah um if you're if you're writing tests in uh, javascript for example you've got a bit more freedom there's a few more options for you uh, but but we haven't really had that in python so it's quite nice to have something else another option um, another option to use. Definitely. Okay. This episode is brought to you by PyCharm. I love how easy it is to run tests from PyCharm. Really easy, super powerful. And then when my code is ready to commit and merge, that's another place where PyCharm really shines. There's a nice green checkbox icon for committing. Hit that and you'll see all the files you've changed and a diff on the highlighted file. You can revert files you didn't mean to change or simply uncheck them and they won't be committed. You can even do that within a file. Say you added a print debug statement you forgot to take out. Just uncheck that part of the file and it won't be part of the commit. I can't count how much time PyCharm Git support has saved me. Try PyCharm yourself at testandcode.com slash PyCharm. Save time, use PyCharm. Now your involvement to use it day to day, or is it? I'm a I'm a I'm a user, so I I spend um, 
quite a lot of time um, automating websites, um, writing automated tests for websites. Um, and I quite like using, if, if I get an opportunity to use Python, I like to use it. Um, so um, Playwright itself was started as just a Node library, Node.js library, um, but they've brought out uh, bindings for Java and um, Python and C Sharp as well, I think. Um, so I've been using it um, when I can. I've been using uh, the Python language bindings um, cool. and playing with it, yeah. And it does look fairly full. We've got uh, support for you test uh, Firefox, Chrome, and WebKit. That kind of crosses the gamut, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, I think that's one of its biggest kind of selling features is that it, it's 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 cross browser. So, um, like you mentioned, you uh, you can test on uh, Chromium, WebKit, and Firefox browsers. And the really cool thing is um, that's part of the um, installation process. So there's no need to have uh, WebKit for Safari, for example, installed on your your machine. So if you're running a Windows machine or a Linux machine, um, all you need to do is is pip install, um, and then you you get the um, instances of those browsers as part of the package. So you can then go away and test on on Chromium, Firefox, and WebKit without having to manage um, sort of external browsers and web drivers. There's a headless option. I don't know if it's defaulted on or not. I would. It is, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's defaulted headless. Um, so you have to pass in if you want. If you want to see what's going on, you have to pass in uh, a headful um, when you're launching the browser. Otherwise, you you see nothing. But um, again, we've kind of seen the shift in the market that that you know, it's, especially with with UI tests, which which have traditionally been a bit slower. Then maybe kind of maybe unit tests and, and API layer service layer tests. Um, so we've seen a shift to kind of make those faster. And one of the ways you can do that is obviously run uh, run headlessly, um, which which works perfectly well. Um, especially if you're running kind of CI CD, um, you're not going to be looking at the screen anyway. So so you may as well run them headlessly. I imagine it's probably the only time you you'd not want to do headless is maybe when you're developing something. And it's not working. Um, you can kind of watch it, watch it run, and see where it's going wrong or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, in in as you say, when you're creating the test, it's quite useful to have it uh, head full, and that slow mo option is really useful because even um, even if you're watching it, um, it's super quick sometimes. And if you're closing the uh, if you're closing the browser at the end of your at the end of your test, all of a sudden it flicks up, you can't see anything, and it and it and it closes again. So just to be able to slow it down is quite useful. Are people using things like this for really testing the entire application, or are they using it to test the the user inter interface part? And you know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's the user interface side of things. So this is the kind of whole ethos behind Playwright is is end to end user journeys. So it's really focused on being able to write end-to-end um, -end tests. So the idea is that you can take a full full user flow or journey um, and test the test the entire process um, in a single test. And so these these are probably going to be in conjunction with other tests. Like if you're if you're really beating up on like you know a particular algorithm or something, 
you may be able to do that uh, at an API API level or something, right? So. Yeah, def definitely. There's this the kind of this concept of a of a test pyramid, and kind of the idea is that um, um, at the lowest level you have as kind of many unit tests as as you can. Then above that, everything you can test at API level, and as you go up the the pyramid, you you tend to find that you have fewer and fewer tests, and right at the top of that, uh, you might have some end to end tests. So even before your end-to-end -end test, you might have some some tests which leverage the UI, um, but might not be end-to-end. -end. They might be kind of a bit more focused, a bit more specific about a certain certain you know element in the in the page. Um, and then on top of that, your your end-to-end -end tests, which which uh, you might not have many of. I really focus, as I say, on on sort of driving those those flows. Those big workflows. Okay. Have you used Selenium before? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some of the things that stand out to you that maybe Playwright offers that you can't get from Selenium, or why would you use that over Selenium? Yeah, I think it's 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 kind of a. I mean, what Selenium's got in its favor is it's incredibly stable, uh, and it's been around for you know a decade, so there's lots of documentation um but what what has happened is is that actually kind of web development's changed quite a lot in the last decade um we're seeing a lot more kind of single page applications and a lot more going on uh, you know web web applications loading a lot more behind the scenes um so there's a couple of features features that playwright have which are really useful um, so it auto waits for um, elements to, um, in the in the application to be ready. So um, one of the challenges with Selenium has always been how do I manage a, it's 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 often quicker than the web application. Um, so it starts typing in fields before they're you know visible or tries to click a button which isn't isn't um, hasn't finished uh, loading yet. And then you get lots of errors of you know can't find this element. Um, Playwright uses its built-in um, waiting to wait for elements to to load, so it won't try and enter text or press a button before it goes through a checklist of is it visible, is it uh, you know enabled, has it stopped animating. It does that checklist before it even attempts to um, attempts to um, to interact with that element. Okay. So that tends to make tests a little bit less flaky. Um, the other thing it's got in its favor is uh, you can interact with um, the networking behind the behind the scenes. So um, again, you might have a web page which uh, fires off as soon as it loads up, fires off a whole ton of um, HTTP requests or XHR requests, you know, um, and you can monitor that network traffic using Playwright. Um, and you can do things like um, stop certain APIs being um, uh, being called, so um, block them from from returning information to the page, or even mock them out. Oh wow! So if you wanted, you know, if you've got a long list on an application on a web page that you don't want to return um, because it's time consuming. You could mock out the sort of JSON response of the of the uh, request, uh, and then you could send that back to the front end instead. 
um, or if there were particular, you know, HTTP status codes you'd want to test. So, you know, it's, it's often difficult to test um, those error scenarios if you want to produce a, you know, service unavailable or something like that to see how a web application handles that. Um, you can mock that out. So you could automate, you could send back a HTTP 500 or a additional header in the in the response um, and just see how the the, the um, application interacts, um, you know, handles that. Um, so that's really that's really useful. It's good again for you know again for for performance that um, you could you could do things like stop every every request for an for an image being returned to your page. So again, if there's something very specific you want on your to check on your page, uh, and you were running headful for some reason, then you could block every API request which returns a an image, and again that just stops the whole page loading and, and speeds things up. Are you normally running locally or is the application running on a test server or something? Um, it varies. I think I think kind of the the, the uh, more modern scenario maybe is that you have something running, everything maybe is through CICD. So maybe every time your application gets built it gets automatically deployed on a on a test server or maybe even a, a you know docker yeah. um and then at the point it's built um your tests are, are triggered and they they hit that wherever that endpoint has been deployed um so okay. actually playwright there's a docker image um for playwright so you can run your your tests um through on a docker image um and there's also a there's also a pre-built um, GitHub action as well, so you can you can hook it all up through GitHub and 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 trigger um, set up your GitHub action to uh, to run your playwright tests. Okay, this looks neat. Now, one of the things that looks like it has support for is async stuff. Does that help with testing? And where would you <laughs> use that? Um, so I I wouldn't use it. Okay. Uh, I don't think there's necessarily any benefit. So I think part of the reason uh, is because it started off as a Node library. It's all async in Node.js. Um, so I don't know whether it's a kind of attempt to keep things, um, you know, in line and familiar. Okay. Um, um, secondly, I've heard of people using it if their application is is you know heavily um, reliant on you know async IO um, and just uh, as just a way of keeping everything kind of keeping that level of continuity and if you're you know if you're a developer writing um, async code all day then then and you're involved in writing you know end-to-end -end tests as well then maybe it's a sort of familiarity thing that it's it's kind of consistent across the two. Uh, typically, I, I wouldn't unless you have a have a use case. I don't see see any specific value. Well, I was looking at the GitHub uh, pages for both um, Playwright Python, and I'm guessing that's the Python bindings for Playwright, mm -hmm. and the Playwright PyTest plugin, and both of them are under the Microsoft umbrella. So is is Playwright a Microsoft thing? Yeah. So there's a team at Microsoft uh, maintaining it. I think the story goes that um, there is, there's a node library called um, Puppeteer, 
which I think is a, is a similar sort of thing. Um, and I think that was developed by a team at Google. It's open source. Uh, and Playwright is a fork of that original um, puppeteer um, okay. library. Um, and I think even uh, the team that worked on Puppeteer at Google may be the same team who are now at Microsoft um, working on it. All right. It's cool that there's a PyTest plugin. Do you use the PyTest bindings for it? Or the I've, um, yeah, I've started, I've started playing with it a little bit. Um, it's not, yeah, it's nice. I need to, uh, I need to look at it a little bit more, um, and explore it, but it's, it's nice that there is one and it, um, cuts out some of the, uh, sort of setup. Um, I mean, uh, great that there's PyTest things, but what would it provide? And one of the examples is, uh, on the page was kind of neat was, uh, setting up a fixture. Um, to a session scope fixture that automatically sets the viewport so that you have like a width and height already set or something. And I guess that makes sense to set some of that stuff up at once and not have to worry about it later. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's 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 nice to kind of leverage um, the um, the plugin for that kind of PyTest um, for that kind of thing. And yeah, it just cuts out some of the um, so not that there's much boilerplate stuff, but you know it cuts out some of the being able ha- having to uh, create the driver. Um, there's a an example on the the PyTest plugin page of modifying the the run test make report hook so that it grabs a screenshot on test failure. That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah, that's nice. Um, Playwright makes it. There's just a, a single command to. I think it's, page dot screenshot or something like that to um <laughs> to grab a screenshot so it's quite nice you can um make uh, creating screenshots is really is really easy again that's quite useful if you're um you know if you're not watching the the the, the screen the whole time that you can go back and and if i'm running headless does the screenshot just capture a random portion of my screen or does it yeah i don't think it will capture um capture anything Worth seeing. Cool. Uh, any other cool stuff about Playwright that you want to share? Um, it's what's what's uh, quite nice about it is that it's um, it uses um, what they refer to as as context. So it's quite easy. And what a context is is kind of like a um, an instance, almost like a tab or a. a, a um, incognito instance of a browser so when you're running tests what can be time consuming sometimes is is spinning up a browser for each test um but with PyTest, you don't with playwright what you can do is is spin up the browser once and then use context uh and you can spin up as many contexts as you like uh and each of those contexts is is quite quick to to um to build and then to destroy at the end. Um, okay. So again, it's just it's just a kind of an attempt to make uh, tests run a bit quicker without having to to launch a browser each time. And each of those contexts can then have multiple pages on them. So if you want to test an end-to-end journey which covers um, you know uh, two two different pages, you can you can launch launch multiple pages and in, interact with them both 
um, or maybe you know um, and on top of that you can launch multiple iframes and things like that so you you could have a single context which has got you know a couple of pages which have each got a couple of iframes on and you can really drill down into um, um, yeah. into the different levels and um, and manage it all under a single browser that's instance. cool yeah especially with like a user interaction thing um, like for instance I might want to go through um, I don't know in the workflow air, workflow of something you wanted the user to log in of course and then go to a certain page and then you kind of want to do a parameterized thing where you're you're hitting like maybe 15 different workflows through a little a little section of the workflow um, and having all of the the setup before that be something you can just refer to that'd be very handy so am i getting that yeah. right would you use a context? yeah that's right yeah 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 uh and it's good for scenarios i heard someone mention a scenario where they needed to um open up a file on an application um or page on an application um whilst that user had that page open um it had to be locked for everyone else so it's quite useful you can you know you can navigate to that page as one user and then spin up another context log in as another user um oh, and then wow. try and access that same page all in the same test um and check that it does you know it does what it needs to do for the for the second user oh nice it's, it, yeah it's nice because you can share you can share things between those contexts as well. So um, one of the things they've got in the documentation is about kind of um, sharing um, um, authentication. So if you log in to an application using one context, um, not having to do those login steps again, but being able to access the, the cookies and, and essentially copy over those cookies into a second context. Oh, okay. So you then don't have to uh, don't have to log in again. Oh, that's nice. Cool. It's kind of a little, just a different play on the whole driving a web page automatically. Yeah. So just a different, uh, just another alternative. It's good. Tell me again about your consultancy. Um, what's it called? It's called How QA. H O W Q A. Okay. And uh, and and if people wanted to to hire you, that's where they would go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do mostly kind of functional testing of applications, mobile, web applications, um, you know, back-end things. Um, yeah. We are trying to branch out a bit more and do a bit more um, uh, performance testing, accessibility testing, um, and that sort of thing as well. But, yeah. Nice. That's where you can find me. Well, thanks so much for um, for teaching us about Playwright today. I'm excited to give it a test run. So. Yeah, you should. All right. Well, thanks a lot, thanks. and we'll keep in touch. Cool, great. Thank you. Thanks, Ryan. That was a fun talk. Thank you also to Patreon supporters. Join them at testingcode.com slash support. Thank you, PyCharm, for sponsoring the show. Save time, use PyCharm. Check them out at testingcode.com slash PyCharm. That link's also in the show notes at testandcode.com slash 153. That's all for now. Now go out and test something.